BetMGM has an unreal deal for sports fans in Virginia. Turn $5 into $150 instantly when you place your first wager at BetMGM. Simply download the BetMGM app and sign up using code CHAMPION150. Then, place a $5 wager on any sport. You'll receive $150 in bonus bets, regardless of your wager's outcome. And if you think the fun stops there, the king of sportsbooks has plenty of surprises in store. Check out daily promotions, same game parlays, live bets, and so much more. Download the app in Virginia today and get $150 in bonus bets instantly from your first wager only at BetMGM. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C. road again just can't wait to get on the road again the life i love is making music with my friends and i can't wait to get on the road again on the road again going places that i've never been seeing things that i may never see again i can't wait to get on the road again Road again, like a band of gypsies, we go down the highway. We're the best of friends, insisting that the world keep turning our way and our way. It's on the road again. I just can't wait to get on the road again. Shout out to the illustrious. The legendary Willie Nelson. I absolutely love Willie Nelson. If we were making a a, a 64 tournament bracket of coolest white people ever, Willie Nelson has to be a top seed, I believe. Greetings, only because he can outsmoke Snoop, I need to know. Can, can I get to the goddamn Just introduction? Just answer the question before you get to the introduction. This is like a cold open kind of thing. Is that your is that your requirement, like the prerequisite? Is it because he can outsmoke Snoop? It's not just that. That's <laughs> catalog. Yes, it's not okay. just that. Just like, this motherfucker was making, uh, doing, having, like, wind turbine factories down in, what, Texas or Oklahoma or some shit like that. Like, he's just a really cool-ass dude, man. We've all been there. You come up with great ideas either on the toilet or stoned out your fucking mind. And he's one of them all the time. So there we go. Yeah. yeah. And and sleep is where you get tortured by your demons. But greetings and salutations, <laughs> ladies and gentlemen. Welcome back to Pod is War. Pause was brought to you by the good folks at Chairshot Radio Network in conjunction with TheChairShot.com. Always use your head. And use your heads, we ask, we implore, we insist upon ye by going to ProWrestlingTees.com forward slash TheChairShot and supporting the movement by picking up an official ChairShot t-shirt. You go to ProWrestlingTees.com forward slash The Chair Shot, and I guarantee you are going to find a shirt that you like, be it hashtag journalism, be it Jesus did the job, be it save tag team wrestling, be it whatever it is. Or maybe you just want to 
chair shot designed with a cool ass logo that you can walk around and support your favorite website for news, reviews, opinion, and analysis with attitude to show off that you're smarter than the average fan. But the fact of the matter remains. Make sure y'all go to ProWrestlingTees.com forward slash the chair shot. Please and thank you. Thank you. And please pick up an official chair shot t-shirt. If you type in the promo code Memorial Day, you're probably going to get something off. Maybe not. Damn, you're close. What is it? You're close. You know, my hookup, you know, Jimmy Baba Ganoush at fucking Pro Wrestling Tees texted me ahead of time like he always does. And he told me starting Friday, it's 20% off if you type in Memorial as the pass as as the the discount code. So you were fucking close. That was not bad. That's what the fuck I'm talking about. Go to ProWrestlingTees.com forward slash the chair shot. Jesus. Type in the promo code. <laughs> You're going to Sometimes. Not all the time. And you should be supporting your favorite website for news, reviews, opinion, and analysis with attitude. TheChairShot.com. Remember, we're not just a website. We're a movement. I'm Mr. Velvet Pice, Christopher Platt. As always, I'm joined by Andrew Snowflake Balls Belaz and the commission, ah, Mr. PC Tunney. Gentlemen. Greetings and salutations. That's not my name. How's everybody doing? That's not my name. I'm, my bad. Pizza Tunny. My bad. That's or Pizza not. Funny Tunny. Thank you. No, you pizza almost had it. You almost had it. What happened to, like, Percival Charles? Like, or whatever the hell you are going with a little bit ago. Like, sheesh, his name changes every week. Damn. Well, Chris, it's but nice no, to it, be here. My name is Pizza Funny, and hi, Andrew. It's nice to see you as well. Mm-hmm. There you go. Nice, Just nice, so we get nice it right. Pizza. Okay. Are you going to open your own Chuck E. Cheese soon called just Pizza Funnies? No, my name's Pizza That's Funny, creepy. not Funnies. But just, just, just it, funny. It would work, pizza though. Pizza Funny. Do you, but Pizza ask, Funnies, it has can I, the... Let the, me ask you guys a couple questions. Do you both consider yourselves to have a sense of humor? I mean, I like to think so, but okay, that's Chris, debatable. Yes, that's right. Subjective. Is the answer yes? When shit is funny, yes. Okay. <laughs> uh, do, you both, do you both like pizza? Who doesn't? Pizza Funny. Yeah. As long as it's not that Chicago shit near you, though, that we have to have an argument no, about that. No, what is that shit about? It's a goddamn cake. Le- yes, I like it. Chicago it's style good. pizza is it's a fucking good. lasagna. Like, okay, I you like lasagna yeah, too. That's but fine. We call it okay. lasagna. I don't. You know what? This doesn't bother me. Like, I like deep dish pizza, and if I want to get it, I'm gonna say, "Hey, can I order a deep dish pizza?" If you don't want to put it on your list of pizzas, that's fine. I still like it. I still like regular margarita pizza. I like New York style. I My favorite is ultra thin crust with cheese sausage, mushroom, and onions on it. Okay, so, like, I enjoy all kinds of pizzas. Thin, thin crust is really fucking good. Like, a, a thin crust is actually awesome. But, like, so I just have to know, is the deep dish the main entree, the main pizza for Pizza Funnies when you come out with that, you know, in, like, 2025? I haven't you, even you open up the chain. Is that is that what we're doing here? I've just I don't know. It it it, it the name sells itself. You wow. just have comics on the side. That's the funnies, you know. Trade, it's gonna be patent, good. Trademark patent pending. There you go. See, work on it. What, what is stuff. the what is the uh, signature pizza in Wisconsin? Is it the deep dish? No, not at all. No. It's gotta there be was, something with no cheese. deep dishes in Chicago. You, I just don't say. I just told you what it is. Hey, it's it's the, the signature cheese. pizza in Wisconsin is the Cosmo, the the super thin crust Cosmo, cheese, sausage, mushroom, onion. Okay. That is it right there. That's the Wisconsin special. Because you think about it, tons of cows make great cheese and great sausage. So there you go. No, I was just yeah, I was just asking because you know different regions of the the country have their different pizza well, about, styles. Like in Detroit, in... they do the 
They got the Detroit style pizza, apparently, where there's no crust on the side, and no one knew about it until Pizza Hut brought it up in 2021. Let's talk about Atlanta and Cleveland. <laughs> What's the difference between Cleveland and Atlanta? We're not giving Detroit. Like, no one knew there was fucking Detroit style pizza until you saw that on fucking Pizza Hut's commercial, right? And what is it, Detroit style pizza? It's a fucking square, apparently. That's it. Kudos. It's, it's, it's actually a Sicilian a, without the crust, is your point. It's actually an interesting story if y'all want to hear it. Fine. The, the story of why a Detroit pizza is a Detroit pizza? It's yeah, because the motherfucker that was making pizzas, he had a friend. <laughs> I'm, 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 I'm going to fuck this story up, but the bottom line is there was a bunch of oil pans laying around. Mm-hmm. and As the, per the, Detroit the, the, yeah. tradition customs. So yes. the first one was to... fucking made in Valvoline or what? <laughs> and they didn't know what to do with all these extra oil pans. Like, motherfucker initially wanted to have like a car dealership or a fucking mechanic shop or something and he had all these oil pans laying around he was like fuck it man we'll cook the pizzas in them shits and that's now, is that a legitimate story or is that like the mitch hedberg Pringles yeah that's show? what i was, was thinking like, so one mitch day was all like pringles is a laid back company. yeah they were the... supposed to make tennis balls but the day the rubber was supposed to show up they got to, they got potatoes and they said fuck it got them up that that's exactly how that one works that's a legit story. I'm, I'm not getting all the facts of the story correct, but mm-hmm. the gist of the jizz of what I'm saying is absolutely 100. percent And Andrew's accurate. telling you a legit Mitch Hedberg joke. Next Shut thing up. he's going to tell us is that the lime was put in the Corona just because of the buoyancy of citrus and not because of any kind of flavor kind of enhancement. No, 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 well, no, the- no. When I get a lime, I put the lime in the coconut and shake it all up. Oh, uh, yeah, me too. Me too. Well, the lime was put in the Corona because nobody wanted to drink warm piss. So you had to figure out a way to get them well, to drink warm piss. Here's another thing. Well, maybe like, if we put a lime in it. You know what makes beer really good? You know a big ingredient in beer that is if you have really good this ingredient that makes the beer really good? It's water. It's water. No, it's water. It's water. So why would you want to drink a fucking beer from Mexico where you can't even go down there and drink the fucking water? I don't know. Dos Equis and Modelo are pretty fucking good. I do. Like, I like Modelo Negro. Modelo Negro is very good. Shout out to PC Tunney coming in on the whole uh, QAnon side of the game. <laughs> Jesus <laughs> Christ. What do you mean? <laughs> See, and you thought I was the alt-right one, and he's the QAnon one. Why? Why? Because I can't. The, the Moctezuma's revenge. What the fuck does that have to do with QAnon? <laughs> I couldn't help myself, man. You literally put the ball on the tee. I didn't do anything. <laughs> This is total BS, and this is the wrong show for that. That's the wrong show for total BS. Yeah, you didn't get a question wrong, so it's okay. Speaking of which, I heard last week, like, what, you won two one-to-one? What? Like, what the hell? There were, like, seven <laughs> points available. How y'all score a total of four cumulatively I think Platt, 21? Platt won <laughs> because he came up with the title in his answer. It's <laughs> like, yeah, that's the end of it. Pretty fun. Adam came downstairs and said Platt won by default because here was his answer. I'm like, that's amazing. Okay. Yeah. 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 But it was true. You were two thirds right. Yeah, basically. Yeah. What, what lies? Yeah, I think you got a point and a half there. I think you got a point no, and a half. No, it was sacrifice, not bound for glory. But like that. Was... Other than that, you know. Yeah. That's the only point I lost. I didn't get the, the pay per view title right. But it was Scott Steiner, BD Williams, and a black girl. I just couldn't remember her name. It's true. All right, Rocket I'm. Con is easy to figure to forget. Yeah, you're right. I'm sure we're gonna get into tons more shenanigans along the way. I'm gonna take a brief commercial break, and we're gonna come back, and we're gonna try. We we got a couple. There's two topics we want to hit for sure today that we're gonna have a nice conversation on. Shenanigans will ensue. If we get to something else, 
you'll be lucky enough. You're listening to Pod is War on the Cheershot Radio Network. This is your boy, Kenny Killer, telling you to make sure you check out thechairshot.com. Bringing you breaking news, interviews, podcasts galore, everything pro wrestling. Make sure you check it out, thechairshot.com. All right, I played the theme song for it. We got to just talk about it. You got to be, you know, even if there's things in wrestling that you're just not jiving with right now, it's not connecting with your wrestling soul, right? You're just not looking forward to watching wrestling right now a boost in the arm in the in the fact that touring and fans, right? I mean, we've all missed the reaction of fans watching shows, whether it's WWE, AEW, Impact, New Japan, whatever. I know in the States, WWE's going to tour, AEW's getting ready to tour on the road again. What are your thoughts, and what's that going to do for pro wrestling? Andrew, let's start with you, and, and what are you expecting here, especially watching the amount of wrestling you do? you got to be looking forward to at least having some kind of different circumstance than the one we're under right now. You make a good point there, because I think part of the reason why it hasn't really resonated well with me is just the fact that it, every show is kind of the same, where it's either it's either good wrestling matches or it's garbage. So there there's nothing... There's no extra dimension. There's no, all right, well, maybe I didn't like that match, or maybe I don't like that guy, but the crowd really is into him, and that maybe brings up the match. Or you see a hot crowd kind of stay hot and get hotter for the next match just because they're already excited. And it's fun. It's an interesting concept. And honestly, I mean, Dark Side of the Ring, which, you know, I guess we'll get on that a little more next week when we touch on something else a little later, but last week's show they did about the collision in korea oh, was that that kind of amazing puts that puts a great light on the importance of fans because even if there's 180,000 of them and they're not making noise that's garbage until like they put over the rick flair enoki thing and how that just brought all of the people to life and it made it worthwhile in the very end and it's the same concept like now we'll finally get to see if the fans react correctly to roman if they cheer him even though they're supposed to boo him we'll see what happens with Impact and exactly how well the Impact fans respond to the AEW stuff in person instead of just online and that mixed bag of things. AEW's fans are still very much drinking the Kool-Aid, so they're going to react like they always do. So that's not going to change too much. But I don't know. It, it should be fun. And it should also be nice to hear Japanese fans make, you know, some more noise. They didn't make a ton to begin with. But it's definitely more than polite claps and a couple stomps here and there. So it'd be nice to kind of get back to that level of normalcy. Chris? Well, before I give my answer, Tundi, you really enjoyed that dark side of the ring last week discussing that North Korea trip? Yeah, I thought it was a really cool story. I just liked, I, I loved, uh, <laughs> the, what was it, Hawk and... Uh... And uh, Scorpio. Scorpio. Yeah, they were yeah. just a fun. I, it's just, it's always mm-hmm. fun for me to hear all these different wrestlers tell their different stories. Uh, who is it? Uh, Scott Norton, too, right? Yep. Mm-hmm. So I had heard that story before. I didn't know like the, all the details behind it. You didn't enjoy it, Chris? You know, I, I feel like the dark side of the ring guys—they're kind of running out of stories to tell because I don't really feel like there was a whole lot of story to tell here. You know what I mean? If you want to hear about that North Korea trip, Eric Bischoff on his 83 Weeks podcast, he had a really good podcast discussing this. 
And Scott Norton was actually on Conan's podcast a while back, and he discussed his his experience and his time in North Korea. And I thought that both of those two things were better than this Dark Side of the Ring. I, I just don't think it was enough for a Dark Side of the Ring story to tell. I think it was enough, but I don't think the right players were in place or allowed to say what they wanted to say. Well, Flair's never been, that's what it was. Flair's, Flair's never wanted to talk about it. That's one. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I did appreciate the fact that they got Inoki. Because Inoki, yeah. people were saying that he was in poor health poor for the health, last couple yeah. of years and that, you know, all this other stuff. They actually got him to comment on it. So it was cool how he still sees it as a nice feather in his cap, even though it's mired in controversy. But He's that, working. No, but that's the, that's the point I'm getting at is they also portrayed him as like a combination of Hogan and Vince McMahon. And he still comes off like a combination of Vince and Hogan because he's just that big and he's that beloved or hated because you know there's that fine line between love and hatred and it, it all works to get you over so and Inoki yeah, but... is still working and he's still doing a damn good job at working people but it was it was just fun to kind of get a little bit of a glimpse into his psyche I suppose or at least what he let us see now one thing that I didn't know that I learned on that show is that I didn't realize Baba was North Korean I didn't know that Ricky Dozan not Baba. Or, yeah, Ricky Dozan. I beg your pardon. You know what I'm saying. I'm, I, I, you know, I'm just clarifying I'm, okay. for the listeners. I know you know. <laughs> so does that, does is that something that might have possibly maybe contributed to his death because he was an outsider? Oh, yeah. You know what I mean? They, they pinpointed that in the, maybe you missed it because it was like a, a brief kind of comment about the whole Yakuza stabbing. But mm. the assumption is that he was murdered in the nightclub because he wasn't you know, Japanese by birth. And they found out he was North Korean and killed him because he was getting too big for his britches, so to speak. And there's, you know, that that's a very well-known, you know, hatred between North Koreans and the Japanese. And they went over it a little bit with, you know, Japan occupied North Korea for like, what, almost 40, 50 years, something like that before the end of World War II. And Mm -hmm. they always kind of had hostilities because there was even a few wars years before that. Like, I think in, what, the 1600s, 1500s, something like that, when uh, Korea was doing their Three Kingdoms kind of thing, and Japan would float their little boats over there, and they'd have their issues. China, Japan, Korea always kind of had bad uh, relations, let's say. So, one would assume it's changed a little bit now, but as we know in America, even if there's 50 or 60 years of water under the bridge, yeah, there's enough bad feelings that, yeah, that's going to last for a while. Yeah, that shit ain't changed that much, man. But mm-hmm. yeah, I didn't realize that Ricky Dozan was Korean. I I never knew that before this Dark Side of the Rain. So I guess I did learn something. So, you know, maybe I need to re-rate it. I, I don't know. But getting back to fans coming back should, to the stands. Should we be surprised that you didn't know that, though? Yes. I mean, on the Mark Merrow side of the game, should we really be surprised anymore? You don't shut your pizza non-funny ass up. I, that that was a good one though. I give him credit. Like that was good. I couldn't resist. Yeah, I'm sorry. Was, as you were, maggots. That was actually that. You called me mags. No, as you were, maggots. Oh, maggots. That no? was okay. maggots. Was a Sergeant that, Slaughter reference. That, that was. I know. Reference. I got it. I got the reference. You didn't spit when you said it though, so that's why we didn't get True. it. True, and you know you should save the Sergeant Slaughter reference for the next thing we're definitely gonna hit because he was at least mentioned during that documentary. That that was a good one though. So y'all knew this whole time that Mark Merrill wasn't black. This whole fucking time, when it, back in 1993, when Johnny B. Bad bust on the scene looking like Little Richard, you telling me y'all melon farmers knew he wasn't black? 
Yes. But the black guy knew he wasn't. But the black guy thought he was black. But y'all knew he wasn't black. Didn't you also think Doug Furness was black for a hot minute? <laughs> I'm a black wrestling <laughs> fan, man. We take everybody we can. Shit. <laughs> I'd claim Hulk Hogan if he wasn't racist. Do rags, Jesus, peace, darker than me. Shit. <laughs> there is a title Do Rag Jesus Peace Darker Than Me. That is, that is <laughs> But it is great to get fans back there, man. I mean, I've missed fans all across the board in every sport, but I feel like it affects wrestling more than other sports because that's the whole reason you're having wrestling fans or having wrestling matches, rather, is for the crowd's reaction. So that's going to be interesting, and I'm I'm glad we're getting back there, man. Yeah, the whole sport is built on call and response, and without yeah. the response, it kind of makes it awkward. But I think everybody kind of did well with the situations we were given for the last year and a half, whatever you want to call it. So, you know, even, even if it hasn't resonated completely with everybody or certain people or whatever, like, everybody's adjusted decently. And there, there's been things to like, even if it hasn't been everything. So it's nice to just get back to quote unquote normal, and let's see how long that lasts. Yeah, that's the thing, because you know wrestling fans aren't known for the best hygiene. <laughs> you know, plus, uh, I, I'm plus, not gonna go there, but y'all, y'all know fun, what I'm saying. Without there's me, there's a fun science it. project here too, because much like going back to work. And how some companies, you know, are going to try to go back to full schedule or classes for school and stuff like that. We've seen it works without fans. So if fans kind of get too involved in putting themselves over and beach balls and bullshit, like, they'll still pay whatever the hell it is to log into the chat room so you can see their face on the, the Titantron or, like, the, the Thunderdome, whatever you want to call it. And uh, there, there's now a contingency in case human interaction is overrated. So it's kind of nice to just have that there in case they want to be like, you know what, fuck you. If you can't have it, then no one can. And be like a child and just take the toy away from everybody because of enough people fucked it up. And a few weeks ago, UFC had that event where they had full capacity. And I haven't heard any reports coming out of that event that there was some huge spikes in corona numbers. Mm-hmm. So that get, that gives me hope that maybe we can get back to whatever, excuse me, whatever normal is going to look like. True. I think my favorite thing to look forward to now when you get fans back and once we get past, like, I'm just using SummerSlam as a point of reference for uh, a date, not the entire wrestling world, but I like it. What people post August will start to get less of a push because of fans being back and what people like, who didn't we think was ever going to get a push and then the fans just connect to it? And who do we think was untouchable, but the fans just not, you know, knock them. There's going to be circumstances on both sides of that ring, right? With fans, you're, you're going to have to make Bobby Lashley a face that I think that's going to happen. My, the thing that I was most pleasantly surprised coming out of mania is the fact that the fans actually booed Roman. I thought mm-hmm. that was really cool. Yeah, yeah, that didn't sound yeah. like it was all the fans. It sounded like it was helped a little. Regardless of if it was enhanced or not, it still came over well that the reaction was correct. And it wasn't piped in cheers because, you know, the the perspective was that, you know, everybody was booing him. And if you pipe in cheers, that sounds corny. 
but if you're piping in booze and it's appropriate, I guess I guess people seem to call bullshit on that less because at least it seems all right. So I'm not mad at it. I just the whole Roman the Lashley aspect because. I'm going to be curious if fans push harder to get McIntyre to have his moment because McIntyre was kind of a fan favorite amongst the IWC that everybody was happy he had his time, but people were kind of upset for him that he didn't have his time in front of people. And I feel like he still gets that. He still deserves that moment to some people. And if they, they involve Lashley and McIntyre in a bigger kind of thing again, like soon, Maybe, maybe we'll see the fans won't cheer for Lashley and they'll, they'll just try to influence it so that McIntyre goes over so then they can have their feel-good moment. Yeah, maybe. I feel like, number one, the package with Lashley and MVP, they're super cool. Like, they're hard not to cheer for. Oh, yeah, plus, plus, you 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 know the world we live in, Balls. People are going to be so scared to be called racist that they're going to cheer for Lashley regardless. And they're going to feel in quotation marks, like they're woke. You know what I mean? Cause that's going to be the woke thing or the cool thing to do is cheer that for is the badass true. black guy. You know, mm-hmm. I, I can't argue that at all. You're right. All right. We talked about it a little bit. Uh, we got into a little bit of the dark side of the ring thing. We're going to, we're going to mesh that with the A and E biography. When we return the chair always, Use your head. Welcome back. Pod is War, Chairshot Radio Network, all your favorite streaming platforms, and right there on thechairshot.com. Sports entertainment and sports entertainment. Always use your head. We are in the middle right now of two separate Ultimate Warrior documentaries, and I think this was number one on our list, all three of us, to talk about this week. And I'm sure we'll we'll come back around next week and let everybody know Mm -hmm. uh, how we're feeling. Chris had initially brought it up at the beginning, it's going to be interesting to see how A&E paints all these different pictures with these different wrestlers. They're a little bit bound to working with WWE, whereas Vice TV is bound to no one. They're basically out there trying to get as much of the story as they can out there that people don't know that's going to draw more eyeballs that way. There wasn't a lot to be said about Warrior here in the negative, for the most part, in depth-wise, at least. Oh, no. Exactly, Chris. You seem like you're chomping at the bit. What's your reaction to the A&E biography on Ultimate Warrior? Ultimately, I think there's three sides to every story. So between the A&E documentary and the Dark Side of the Ring documentary that is going to come out, you're probably going to be watching this as you're listening to this, by the way. I think the truth is going to be lie somewhere in the middle. But just Jed opposed this with the Macho Man documentary that myself and then I saw that a lot of other people on the internet as well felt how I felt. Like that was a I agreed with you. We touched on that that one. You week. did. You you yeah, you did, man. I'm not mm-hmm. trying to take that away from you. I apologize. <laughs> yeah. But Jed opposed that with the Warrior documentary where there was a lot of shit that you really could have got into, and they semi touched on it. But not really. It was just kind of like, oh, he was going through a dark period trying to find himself. And then by the end of his life, he had found peace and closure, this and that. Like, you know, it it makes me go back to that match documentary a little more like, yo, what's really going on here? Like, are the rumors to be, be believed true? You know? They did try to at least do that with Macho towards the end and say that he found his peace and found his high school sweetheart. 
but they gave, they gave Warrior a lot of outs. And between using the daughter as, or the daughters, I should say, even though the one spoke more than the other, as kind of just a face to be like, you know, daddy was funny and daddy just had a hard upbringing and he was hard on us, but he loved us. And then Dana definitely balked at a lot of questions and kind of had to figure out how oh, she was going to spin it. She but did well, though. She worked she that did. well. You she know what did. I mean? Yeah, yeah. I, I'm, yeah. I'm not, I'm not, hus- I'm not like doubting that hustle. Like, that's a good fucking hustle. But they made Warrior more sympathetic than I think a lot of people wanted him to be. Because with the shit he came out with saying and the shit that he was known for, and then trying to just throw it into broken home, confused kid, just looking for another brotherhood to kind of be a part of. All right, we've all been there where, you know, one thing falls apart. We're looking for a new thing to be a part of, a new clique, whatever you want to call it. And you just latch on to the first thing that makes sense to you. I get that. And they definitely didn't post it or they didn't pose it as positive because they even kind of brought up the fact that Warrior himself knew he kind of fucked up when he got into it with the college kids. And, you know, even Dana was very black and white with saying he called me and said, yeah, this is bad, but I'll tell you when I get home kind of thing. So it touched on enough to at least show maybe there was remorse. Granted, who knows if it was just remorse for the fact that he got caught saying something stupid because there it is. No, I agree. So like that, it's either that or maybe legit remorse, but you don't know because the man's been dead for like seven years. So there's no really way to ask him or even to believe him, even if he said it, because he's kind of been working most of his life. But they they didn't make him sympathetic, but they didn't make him, you know, like angelic. So I didn't hate it. It w- it was definitely softer. It was definitely more of a fluff piece than Macho, but at least it wasn't completely just like he loved his family and he was a nice guy. He's just a confused soul. Like there was a lot of that, but at least they did throw in a little bit of the darker elements. So they didn't ignore it completely. They, yeah, they kind of threw it in there because they had to touch on it. But, I mean, come on, man. At the end of the day, man, and I don't want to, you know, besmirch the dead, but this smelling farmer grew up in a small town in Indiana, a.k.a. birthplace of the Klan. Everything he said, he meant that shit. You know what I mean? Like, he, yeah, he's not upset that he said it. He's upset that he got caught and it got a negative backlash. Like, let's not, let's not sugarcoat this, man. It is what it is. And I grew up as a... I was a child, man, during Warrior's heyday. How could I not like the Ultimate Warrior? You know, he looked like a goddamn oh, yeah. cartoon character with the tassels and the long hair and the and the face paint. Oh, yeah. and the, I, I the, had the teddy bear. What the hell did they call it? Like the, the wrestle buddy? The, the was it Hucky Buddies or some shit or wrestling some, buddies? Some, some yeah. Wrestling buddies. Like, yeah. Like, this dude was a real live superhero and he'd run to the ring and shake the ropes and shit. Like, he was cool as fuck. Like, yeah, you know, so I, I say that, you know, I, I'm not trying to be, but it is what it is at the at the same point in time. And, you know, quiet is kept. A lot of these melon farmers feel like that. That's just the business, man. This is what pisses me off about this, quote unquote, woke wrestling media. Like, are you new here? Like, this <laughs> is what this industry is, it, you know? You're not wrong. And I, I guess the one thing they played on, which is one argument that a lot of people like to make, especially from the generation before us is that they were raised that way. So that's how they think, but they don't necessarily believe in it or they could maybe see the error of their ways. They just have to be guided in that way. And they made it seem like that 
warrior was on his way to at least understanding and finding peace and things, but he still very much tried to make his own kind of brand and do his own thing and find something else to latch onto, which I can almost see logic in that. I don't believe it. It feels like a shitty excuse to just be an asshole or, you know, racist piece of shit, whatever the fuck words you want to use. But there's some logic in giving somebody a second chance in that nature versus nurture type thing. So I don't know. I don't know how much of it is the truth. And like you said, there's three sides to every argument, yours, mine, and the truth. So we're going to hear the the shitty side, which I guess whoever Vice has been promoting in the commercials is Warrior's first wife. So she's more inclined to being negative and more saying, bitter. Yes. More bitter. Yes. <laughs> more bitter, more inclined to being negative, however you want to frame that. So we're going to have to kind of compare notes next week because it comes out, you know, tomorrow because we're we're recording this on Wednesday, even though this goes up on Thursday. So it goes comes out Thursday at nine. We'll compare notes next week and we'll see what the difference is and see if we can parse through any of it to see what lines up and what just sounds like bitterness and WWE fluff, though. I did love how McMahon dodged the whole were you a father figure to him and how they tried to play off the destruction as the ult- of the Ultimate Warrior is just like, oh, he was toxic, so we just wanted to bury him so he didn't get money for it and just distance ourselves from it until that fixed itself. So that that's that's a business kind of move. So that made sense, actually. Like, I, I can't really be mad at that at all. That's fair, man, but McMahon, Vince has been interesting during these whole AEW or excuse me A&E documentaries because he doesn't add a lot and it might be you know he's working it might be kayfabe mm-hmm. but I, he might not remember a lot of that shit like you he know I've been saying this for years like that everybody says his though, faculties like, ain't he all doesn't the way seem there. like it though because he, he seems like he's just not adding enough to incriminate himself but he's just kind of being like no that wasn't how it is this is how it is isn't HBO or Netflix working on a Vince McMahon documentary? Yeah, maybe. I'm pretty certain I, I think, that I... I think Bill Simmons and HBO, I yes, think that's something I'm they're working on. I'm pretty certain that yeah. someone is working Netflix. on that. It, it's one of the two. It's one of the two for sure. So maybe that's yeah. all being saved for that. I mean, do you really expect Vince to give anything away until he's done? Netflix. I mean, like... Just, just so Netflix. we're clear, it's Bill Simmons, WWE, Netflix. Okay, there you go. So WWE's really, you know, branching out and being like, hey, we're open for business, you know? Three holes open for business. Come and get some. Please, man. <laughs> he, he, Vince is himself as <laughs> that the could be a title Disney of the show, too, right there, just saying. Three holes open for business? <laughs> yes. Jesus Christ. Vince sees himself as the Three holes Disney open for business. Jeez, comma, Jesus Christ. So, now we got a title. <laughs> that shit's gonna be a fluff piece too, man. They're not gonna. They, I mean, you gotta touch about some of the more thorny areas, but they're really not gonna dig into it because if I they do, Vince they're not gonna, gonna get allow, access to Vince. Vince is gonna allow some dark shit because Mr. McMahon was a bad guy. So during the Attitude Era, Ruthless Aggression Era, you're supposed to hate Vince, and if he works as much as everybody says he's working. And I, I mean, working as in the professional wrestling sense, not as in the nine to five grind sense. He's going to want you to hate him during the Monday Night Wars. So he's he's going to probably make sure that enough shit gets out there that, yeah, I forced this guy away. Yeah, I screwed Brett. You know, whatever the hell he wants to throw out there just to make people hate him, because it's supposed to be multi-part documentary. 
So you got to think that two or three of those parts are going to be the meat of when everybody kind of latched onto wrestling. And he's going to make you hate you there. He's going to make you hate him there. And then he's going to turn it around in the last one or two because he's not a dumb guy. <laughs> yeah, you guys are so cute. And I love you both. And your naivete is so cute. This is not that. This is legacy building. That's why he's doing that. He sees he's got more days behind him than in front of him. You remember when they came out with the Steve Jobs movie with Ashton Kutcher and that shit bombed? So then I they redid that. Ashton sh- Kutcher was in it. No, no, no. But then they redid the shit with Michael Fassbender. Like, this is what this oh, is. Yeah, this yeah. is Vince McMahon solidifying his legacy before he get up out of here. I still don't think he'd mind being seen as a bad guy for a little bit of time. No, he's almost up out of here. He don't want to look like a bad guy, and he's about to get up out of here. This is the cementing of his legacy. This is his magnum opus. This is going to be his Bible I, I on the King James side of the game. I don't with what you're saying. I really don't. But I just think that he's going to be a little more negative on those points in time where he's supposed to be seen as Mr. McMahon and the authority. And it's not going to be so much a fluff piece as in, I was just trying to do something different. And I brought the, you know, wrestling to the world with, you know, closed circuit became cable and I did this and my father didn't have that kind of vision. Yada, 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 that we all heard. But I think he's going to allow himself a little bit of, a little bit of shoot and not so much work. And maybe that's just me being optimistic that we're actually going to get something. But And it's going to be good because he's fascinating. But, I mean, and there is going to be some shooting there. But you got to remember, number one, this melon farmer works in a worked world. So not only are his faculties filling and he probably doesn't remember a lot of that shit. Number two, if you work yourself long enough, the work becomes the shoot. So he's going to be thinking he's saying what really happened. Like, that's his truth at this particular point in time because he's been doing this shit so long. If the work becomes the shoot and he's kind of foggy on things wouldn't he think he was evil for about 10 years what mr mcmahon he was the bad guy he was no 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 i get that but if if he's starting to kind of lose the blur if he's starting to you know lose where the work and the shoot begin wouldn't he actually just play into it like mr mcmahon is giving the conversation for 1994 five six whenever the hell that started until like 2002 2003 wouldn't he steer into that skit a little bit because that's how he remembers it because that's what he lived because he was old school game where you live the live the work this is vince mcmahon we're talking about sir you're talking about dementia ridden vince mcmahon right now He's probably still taking steroids to keep up effect because he's that goddamn vain like yo yo vince mcmahon (laughs) is in his 70s his son is in his 50s, yet one of them has gray hair or white uh, white head of hair, and he's not named Vince McMahon. This motherfucker is vain as fuck, and fair enough. And fair enough, he should be vain. I'm vain, too. So what makes you think yeah, that he is you, going to allow if, himself to be played in a negative light in any shape, form, or fashion, especially considering this is his magnum opus? Sometimes steroids in the little bottles look like apple juice, and Vince's hair looks like apple juice, and we all know what drug Shane is preferable to, and his hair looks like that drug. That's no, true, because we didn't Shane. watch the Ultimate Warrior thing, apple Dude. juice. That looked like little bottles of apple juice. Uh, you they don't all think do coke. coke? It's wrestlers. They all do coke. You're right. They all do coke and steroids. Coke. Come on. He saw something tall and jumped off it. That's coke mentality. Like, come on. I will bow to you all's expertise, white guys. 
I mean, as we of all people would know about how white people in Coke work. Thank you. <laughs> Tony is refusing to incriminate himself. He's pleading the fifth. He pleads the fifth. He pleads the fifth. He pleads the fifth. Anything you say, fifth. Andrew, ask me a question. Five. Uh, where were you last time? There are so many amendments in the United States Constitution of America, and I can only choose one. I wonder which one he's going to pick. I plead the fifth. Which one? Second, he wants to shoot somebody. Oh, the fifth. Uh, I got him to break. That's all I wanted. That's all I wanted. (laughs) I'll use the second, then plead the fifth. What is probably my favorite, frankly, but fifth. True. We do do this show, so one has to be all of our favorites to a degree. <laughs> all right. I think we've exhausted the Ultimate Warrior topic. Until next week, after this commercial, we shall return. More shenanigans, maybe some wrestling talk. You're just going to have to stick around and find out. Bet MGM has an unreal deal for sports fans in Virginia. Turn $5 into $150 instantly when you place your first wager at Bet MGM. Simply download the Bet MGM app and sign up using code CHAMPION150. Then, place a $5 wager on any sport. You'll receive $150 in bonus bets, regardless of your wager's outcome. And if you think the fun stops there, the king of sportsbooks has plenty of surprises in store. Check out daily promotions, same game parlays, live bets and so much more download the app in virginia today and get 150 dollars in bonus bets instantly from your first wager only at betmgm betmgm and GameSense remind you to play responsibly see betmgm.com for terms 21 plus only virginia only new customer offer subject to eligibility requirements rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days please gamble responsibly gambling problem call 1-800-GAMBLER promotional offer not available in washington dc promotional consideration paid for by the following hey folks pc tony here thanks to our new partnership with angry lemonade you can save 10 percent on physical products and digital commissions using the promo code chairshot head to angrylemonade.net to check out their amazing catalog of products and services Use the promo code CHAIRSHOT to save 10%. That's angrylemonade.net. Why should you visit thechairshot.com? Thechairshot.com is your home for hard-hitting reviews, news, opinion, and analysis with attitude. Why? Because you're smarter than the average fan. Thechairshot.com. Always use your head. Welcome back, Pot is War, right here, Chairshot Radio Network on all of your favorite streaming platforms and thechairshot.com. You know, when you head over to thechairshot.com, you're going to find sports, entertainment, and sports entertainment. Everything you need, we got you covered. And remember, have yourself a chair shot day the chair shot way by always using your head. Uh, we, we talked about it pre-show a little bit, and I, I do personally want to get Andrew's take here on, on Potter's War. Osprey broken neck out. What what are your thoughts on everything going on in in New Japan? New Japan is in a weird spot. I think we we've talked about this the few times we've hit New Japan because it really hasn't been sexy since it come back. And 
Will Ospreay was nice because Will Ospreay has reinvented his character. He reinvented his wrestling style to a degree, but not enough where he still ends up doing enough ridiculous dynamite kid style shit to screw up his neck yet again. And now he has to vacate the big title that, you know, they just made. He was the second champion to the first champion technically defended it like once like, eh. so I don't know. I'm, I'm really not sold. I, I wasn't sold really on the world championship when new Japan invented it, even though it's technically the IWGP heavyweight fifth edition type, if you want to really think about it, but it's weird. It hasn't got off to a good, good start. So maybe they could put that into the storyline where if Okada or Jay White or Taichi or somebody like that ends up getting it, then maybe they split it back apart and just make it the heavyweight and kind of say the world thing was just too much or it was a bad gimmick and everybody that thought it was a good idea obviously screwed it up. So I don't know. It is kind of interesting that as of when we're recording this Wednesday, so earlier this morning, Okada did throw his name into the hat after kind of basically saying that he was uh, one of the COVID people that, you know, one of the people that tested positive for COVID during day two of uh, wrestling Dendaku. And he's back now and he's healthy and he wants, he wants the title. But uh, I have to see what they do. Because Taichi said something, El Desperado said something, now Okada said something. I love Taichi, I love Okada, but I don't know what the hell they're going to do. If they're going to do like a little world title tournament just to kind of see and then get to like a finals and then the two finalists kind of face each other. If they're going to have like a three or a four man like melee kind of four way title match, I don't know. But we'll see, I don't know. I really don't know, especially with the fact that Japan, well, at least the Tokyo prefecture was under uh, lockdown because of a corona outbreak. So that takes some of the bigger, bigger stadiums out, which is why the wrestling Grand Slam got postponed. So, dude, I don't know. New Japan's in a weird spot. Will Ospreay's still dumb, but at least I respect him more now. So hopefully he figures the fuck out. Chris, anything? Now, Okada was part of that corona outbreak. Is he good now? Uh, apparently because he came actually to the show to make the announcement in the middle of the ring. And I don't think they would have let him if he was still contagious or still whatever. All right. Fair enough. Wait, wait to call me a dumbass. Appreciate I'm it. Just, but, <laughs> you I'm also saying the Japanese aren't nearly as careless as Americans. So that's yeah, that's fair. That no, That's a legitimate argument. You still call me a dumbass, though. But <laughs> there, there is a legitimate argument to be made that no other wrestling company in the world has been quite as effective or affected rather by this whole the world just coming to a halt than new japan i mean they finally gave the people what they wanted put the belt on naito and then the whole world shuts down and they've been in flux since then i don't know what the fuck they're doing i don't know what the fuck they're gonna do i do know this though about the wrestling business in times of flux and when shit is fucked up the history of wrestling is that they go back to some shit that previously worked. So I wouldn't be surprised if Okada or maybe even a Tanahashi gets his hands on this belt because that's the history of the wrestling business. I don't disagree with you there. What and about... I, I think the... Go ahead, sorry. Go, go, no, go, no, 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 say your piece. I mean, do, do we see a small tournament here? What do we... Do we just see announcement for a, a, a title match? Like... 
I'd love to see I'd love to see Suzuki go over Okada and win win his first IWGP Heavyweight Championship. Every I th- I previous think... time, no, I'm just saying every previous time they've had to vacate it in the last couple of years. There's been a little tournament, be it the IWGP Junior Tags when Yo got injured, so Show had to vacate them both. They did they did the Junior Tag tournament when. Hiromu got hurt. They did an, a, a junior tag title tournament with about four people. So the precedent has been set that we should have a small, at least four-person tournament. And if it was, say, Taichi, El Desperado, Suzuki, and Okada, like, three of those guys are Suzuki-gun. So that's kind of a story they could play with, where if Suzuki doesn't win and somebody else ends up beating Suzuki and Suzuki's older anyway, and he's on like a part-time contract, if you believe all the rumors and everything, that could be a good way to get Suzuki out and take over as Taichi Goon or Desperado Goon or whatever the hell they want to do. Or they put it back on Okada, like Chris was saying. The only issue I have with that is the fact that Okada's, that second half of his two-year reign, people were really, really souring on him. And they were getting tired, and they were... Like they were rooting for Zack Sabre Jr., Shibata. I mean, I think even Fale had a little more noise than he should have when he had his title shot. And it's bad luck, Fale. No one wants him to fucking win anything. So come on, like let's be serious here. So I don't think Okada is anything that anybody necessarily wants right now. But with how lame like New Japan has been in the last year, I don't really know who they want. Aside, aside from maybe Shingo. Shingo is probably the hottest person they have. Like, maybe Shingo and Ishii are the two names that people just go crazy for. And that that's about it. Hello, I've been saying it for, what, two years on this podcast right now? Y'all know how I feel about Thinky Ricardo, a.k.a. Shingo. But both but, Shingo I mean, and Ishii aren't New Japan homegrown, so that's, that's where Exactly, you're and once you mm-hmm. broke it down to me about, you know, why they haven't strapped the rocket to him, it makes sense. I get that. That's petty wrestling shit. All companies do that. It's just, yep. it is what it is. It is what it is. Yeah, but you took the words out of my mouth, man. We're definitely going to get some shape, form, or fashion of a tournament. It just is what it is. But, but again, this is wrestling one-on-one. We've seen this in every company throughout history of wrestling. When shit goes bad, you don't know what to do. New Japan clearly doesn't know what to do. And they're rudderless right now. What do you do? You go back to some shit that worked before. You're right. And honestly, it probably would have worked really well for them if Shinsuke's like contract was up and they could have convinced him to come back because if they had Shinsuke come back and did something with him there, that would have been perfect to kind of reignite him at least in Japan or get, get interest there. But, you know, Shinsuke's actually got a decent story going on for him right now in WWE where he's trying to kind of reinvigorate the talk of a King of the Ring and how the crown would look good on him and stuff like that. So... I don't know. I don't know. You bring up Shins- You bring up you bring Shinsuke up ain't going nowhere. No, you bring up Shinsuke though and he said in interviews that he would like to finish his career and he still wants to face Tanahashi one more time Correct. and someone else that he's never faced. So I think he sees himself finishing his career as like uh you know maybe like uh, uh three shots over a year in New Japan, I would imagine. Something like that, right? Like come in with something Tanahashi and finish with something I could see that definitely. It's something I think wrestling fans would want to see. I think you'd bring a lot more eyes to a lot more new eyes to New Japan if Shinsuke went back and finished his career there. That's just my opinion on it. 
I agree with you, man, but I think he loves America too much, and he enjoys being on the beach and surfing and shit like that. And the travel restrictions are still... It's still kind of murky trying to travel outside of the country. You know, we don't know how long that thing is going to last, you know? I, I didn't say tomorrow, and I'm pretty sure that Japan is an island sounded by water as well. So, you know, I think it'll work out for them regardless. I, I Everything's think... surrounded by water, you fuck. I mean, that, that's... I do, yeah, thank okay, you. Yeah, okay, that's the point. I do. That's the point. You're right, I do. I fuck. But still... Still, I think Shinsuke will eventually go back to New Japan because I saw the interview that you saw too, Tony. Want some pizza? Because you thought yeah, that pizza. was funny. Uh, anyway. It so, wasn't yeah. pizza funny. Ho- hopefully I, I, New no, Japan I'm figures pizza the funny. Fuck out. No, hopefully New Japan figures it the fuck out. And we'll have something more to talk about instead of just hoping it gets better. But whatever. It's, it's in a weird spot. I'll be interested to see what they do. And how quickly they do it. Because I guess they could always do the old school G1 idea if they wanted to actually delay it for a couple months. If they delayed it till, say, September or August, whenever they were planning on doing that. That's a long that. time. Well, they weren't really able to have many shows until the end of this month because of the whole True. Tokyo Prefecture outbreak. So, assuming they don't have anything, they could always make the G1 worth the title instead of worth the title shot. So. Maybe they start the, the Jay White thing, and I'm just throwing shit against the wall right now, but I just don't see that populace and that fan base coming out to go see Jay White. So I I, I honestly think that they're going to go back with Okada. I think they do, though. Jay, Jay's pretty over. I th- Even with the Japanese crowd, I think people do like Jay. People appreciate what he does, what he's been doing and what he's done, and I think they appreciate him more after his sad sack of shit promo after he lost to Ibushi at Wrestle Kingdom because he tied that into his whole Never Championship win when people were actually clapping for him when he was laying there exhausted after he beat Tanahashi. And he had to bring that into his promo of, you know, you clapping for me is more insulting than, you know, if I lost. So stop it. (laughs) So, like, people want to see him succeed because I think he's become a little sympathetic. And I don't know if that means he has to turn or if he's going to be like a Steve Austin style anti-hero, but like he's got more of a crowd following in Japan than I think you'd give him credit for. We appreciated that promo more. And I think that was one of the best promos I've heard all year, but we appreciated that more because he spoke English. I got to imagine that there was a little bit lost in translation because it always is. You would think that, but then he's got Ghetto as his side piece. So Ghetto can definitely spin it to make sure that the Japanese understand what they need to understand from his whole... Now, I think they lost him after he won the the, new, the Never title because then he started talking about how uh, he his old his old uh, like childhood dream was to drive excavators. And, you know, I guess uh, Tanahashi wished he stuck with wanting to drive excavators and dig up dirt instead of, you know, going to wrestling. Basically saying, I guess you wish I stuck to my old old dream instead of this one and beat your ass. Like, now we know. So, and knowing is half the battle. Hey, I, I you're didn't, lucky I, I didn't know that. You're lucky I used the non-triggering conversational word because the way he said it the first time might have gotten Platt to pay attention for the wrong reasons. <laughs> Did you I didn't see know. the promo at all? I just, no, I we need to talk something... about that off air. Something <laughs> I did not know. <laughs> Jay White, I guess Australia calls them diggers. 
and he said diggers ah, a couple times. Ah, okay, okay, and then I got says, you. Got Whereas you, got you may you. know them excavators, and then it's just ah, like, ah, okay, you. you saved yourself. Good job. Your last name's I got you. That's bad. I got you. <laughs> see, see, I'm that intrigued. <laughs> yes, Bobby. Yes. Ah, <laughs> oh, shit. But no, I, th- I think Jay would be a good choice too. But we'll we'll find out. Like, hopefully it's a tournament. Hopefully they don't wait till G1. But a lot of it's just hoping. And you know what they say about hope. Get, ghetto, maybe you need some cocaine, man, because you clearly ran out of ideas. So maybe a, a little toot-toot will reinvigorate your brain, you know? That's an idea. I'm just saying, man, we have an idea. So we, we shouldn't just stop, you know? Did Scott Lang stop when he thought of the idea of time travel to get everybody back? No. He did something, though, because you remember when he was in WCW, like, they they jokingly, I think Heenan jokingly called him, like, Dusty Rhodes' fat Japanese son because he was a chubby little blonde-haired dyed boy. So, like, now, now Ghetto's in pretty good shape. So he did something. I don't know if it was steroids or if he actually just cut weight or maybe it was coke, but he did something. He probably did a lot. You know what I want to talk about? I don't have a segue to this, but I I recently bought a new kitchen sink, and we had somebody come in today to give us an estimate for putting it in, and this fellow farmer tried to charge us $1,000 to put in a kitchen sink. What? Yeah. Does it blow you while he washes your dishes, or how does this work? Because what the fuck do you need $1,000 to install a sink for? Well, if that was the case, I might have to think about it. But no, this fellow <laughs> farmer literally said $1,000 to put in a fucking kitchen sink. And frankly, I think that I could do it myself, but Amber is not going to permit me to do it. I even told her, I said, no, that's not a $1,000 job, man. Hell, we could pay a crackhead to come in this melon farmer and do it for $100. Now, granted, to be fair, Amber doesn't want crackheads in the house. I, think, I can't be mad at that. I think you should yeah, try and do it. I can't be mad at that. I think you should that's try and do it. I think you should yeah, try and do fair, it. Yeah, that's fair, right? Like, I'm not being, yeah, that's fair. She's not being, you know, she's not being unre- in, unreasonable, right? Listen, I, I think her. you said her sister and her sister's kid are coming into town? Yes, sir. All right, so when her and her sister go off this weekend for the day, you and your your nephew, you you guys take care of business. And when they come oh, home, is this when, you, when, they, when they, when they, when they, hold on, way? when they come home, you're either, and the faucet gets turned on, you're either golden or everybody's going to get wet. Yeah, that sounds like a bad sitcom plot, bro. I'm dying to see what happens. So the, the nephew owes you one, so you can cash in it right there. You'd be like, hey, remember when I took the fall for your ass crashing the car? Like, you know, help me with this fucking sink. So, like, yeah. get off the game for whatever he's into and just be like, you help me with this. At least he could hold the flashlight. Then you could just That's yell at him for not knowing how to hold a flashlight. You know, you go full dad mode. Be like, you know, if you're going to be useless, just go with your fucking mother and your aunt because, you know, you can't hold a fucking flashlight where I need to see. I need to see this fucking elbow joint and you can't fucking turn a flashlight in the right spot. What the fuck is your problem? <laughs> Yeah, that sounds like a bad sitcom plot waiting to happen. I'm just going to find me another guy. Can I ma- <laughs> Actually, no, I want you to try this. And can I make a request for when you do it? Can you set your phone up and we'll do like a, a you know, a, a visual call and I get to, you know, I get a little FaceTime and I can watch you do this. Like I'll, I'll have a 12 pack and I'll be sitting here and you'll be over there trying to put your. I love in. how it's not even because you know how to do it. You just want to watch the shenanigans. 
skins unfold. You're like, yeah. Can I have a front well, it's going to be this? better than anything on TV at the time. <laughs> yeah, he's not going to offer any suggestions or yeah. advice. Then this is why pizza ain't funny. Be like, no, we, you know what he's going to say? I like, I wouldn't turn. Lefty, righty, tighty. If you really believed in your, if you really believed in yourself and thought you knew what you're doing, you wouldn't even turn the water off. Really? What? That's ridiculous. You think I'm gonna fall for that? Really? You you think I'm going to fall for that? I I just I just want to watch it. I don't know. Yeah, hopefully. <laughs> oh, I don't know. Yeah, go so get you, you a deep dish. Stream this for the church <laughs> yeah. Twitter right there. <laughs> wow. <laughs> I don't even live in well, Chicago. I'm going to just say Home Depot, y'all next. Let's see what y'all talking about. Because oh, Amber doesn't want crackheads in the house. And again, I get it. I understand. Like, I, I, you know, it's not unreasonable for her to say such a thing. That's true. That's true. All right. We're going to be right back. We got a final leaving you topic. We are approaching the holiday weekend. And we're going to play Where Are You Going? What You Taking? When we return right here on Pod is War. Chairshot Radio Network. TheChairShot.com. Always use your head. Right. It has been a long time since a lot of people have been able to get out, go where they want, feel good about doing it as well. Gentlemen, any plans for the extended weekend? I will start. I got some golfing plans. Uh, my aunt is having a cookout. I think I'll be attending golf with a thirst for drinking, and I will be attending my aunt's cookout with an appetite because my Uncle Dave does a great job of grilling out Usually there's some chicken breasts, uh, grilled chicken breasts, some burgers, some Italian sausage, some brats, and there's always a volleyball net set up in the backyard as well. So looking for some good weather and having a great Memorial Day weekend. Gentlemen, any plans at all? And I don't know, what's your favorite thing to grill out? I'm just I'm I'm keeping it quiet. Like I, I've been invited to a couple things, but I don't know. I'm not really doing anything for Memorial Day this year. Like I'm I'm gonna just kind of keep it low key. Like I I used to kind of a couple years ago before COVID and everything. I was I was always the one that had to bring the veggie platter because you know I'd go over to there kind of thing. Cause <laughs> that was, it was a joke. Trust me, it was a joke that started because my buddy's wife would always just complain that nobody brought a veggie platter. And I'd be like, well, then you just want me to do it? And she'd be like, yes, that's all you're responsible for. So then it became like an in-joke between her and I. So that was fun. But I think he's still got little ones, and I don't really want to add to any kind of risk or whatever because I think his his kids are 12 and 8. So they're, they're still at that little age where I'm just like, if there's enough people around there, I don't really want too much stupid shit happening. So I'm going to just keep it quiet myself. Though... When it comes to favorite thing to grill, 
that's got to be a nice, like, just nice couple links of sausage. Like, you know, the the nice, the nice circular link. Get a nice and brown. Get get a nice crisp to the edging. The nice crisp of the skin, and then, a, you know, grilled sausage is freaking fantastic. Yeah, touche, touche. So as we alluded to earlier, Amber's sister and her son are gonna come up from Jacksonville for the holiday, and it'll be cool, man. I, I really, I really like. Amber's sister. She's a cool hang, you know, and we haven't seen her shit, what, year and a half, maybe even two years. So that's going to be fun. And I enjoy the boy too. So yeah. And I'll probably throw some meat on the grill, probably some chicken. I'll probably do some turkey burgers, maybe some hot dogs, shit like that. Oh, you know, that's what a 17 year old boy wants a fucking turkey burger. Can you get the goddamn kids to beef or burgers? pork? I know for fuck's you're sake. like racist against pork, but what about beef? <laughs> Why well, gotta be racist against pork balls? <laughs> you're the one that always says you're like anti fucking pork since it made me shit my pants like fucking anti porkite. <laughs> hey man, if one of you melon farmers have one of my turkey burgers, it, it would make y'all change your religion. I swear by my turkey burgers, they're that fucking good. I guarantee it. Major choice aside. You realize they had to come up with a holiday. What's what's your major choice to eat turkey, burger, and ground beef? Like without Thanksgiving, no one would eat turkeys. Without Thanksgiving, no, they had to come up with a holiday to get people to eat fucking turkey. And you're trying to turn it into a goddamn burger when the beef is just right there, right there in front of you. It's not even pork. Is I would rather just have a fucking chicken breast than a turkey burger. Turkey is horrible. It's not I, good. I enjoy turkey on Thanksgiving. So Why do you think there are so many different ways way. people make turkey? Because they can't find one to make it taste good. Okay, cool. Now I have my life's mission. I'm going to travel to New Jersey. I'm going to travel to Milwaukee. I'm going to bake, make both of you melon farmers my turkey burgers, and it will make you all change your goddamn religion. You will Chris, love them. Chris I Platt's turkey run. Fucking to you. Chris yes. Platt's turkey run. You're going to love them. Presented by thechairshot.com. So what? What do Fuck you do? All that shit you talking. What do you do so differently with a turkey gobble, burger that gobble, you can't gobble. do with a ground beef burger? Oh, there's nothing I could do differently. It's just that turkey's a little healthier, and I want to live. The no, that, that that's a fair enough answer. I just really want <laughs> yeah. And at the same yeah. time we got the I two guys here complaining about else. the portions they get on their fucking dial meal <laughs> over here. It's like you want to live longer. Stop eating so much. Doesn't matter what you eat. The fuck are you talking about, Richard Simmons? Oh, are you kidding me? They say the key to living longer, the key they say. Listen, they say the key to living longer is. Like you could call like Richard Simmons for like some fast food or some like Weight Watchers type shit. That's fine. I'll keep the key to living longer to myself. Too son of a bitch, you just chose not to. All right, your loss. Shout out to Hello Fresh. Hello Fresh is good fucking food. Since we're on the food topic. Though the portions could be marginally bigger, the only yes. reason I'm saying they could be bigger is because the food is that good. So, like, I'm actually a little disappointed when the food is gone. Like, that's actually where I'm at with it. I'm not saying I'm still hungry afterwards. Like, I think the first thing I had was the Monterey Jack unfried chicken with, like, some beans and some carrots. And, like, it was in, like, I think potato wedges. Like, it was fucking good. But I wanted more because it was good. Which is just, that's an American, you know, mentality. Which, I was full, I was happy, I was satisfied. But, you know, HelloFresh is good shit. You know, shout out to you and Amber for, you know, you know hooking me up with that, that code and actually giving it a good enough review for me to kind of get off the skepticism, cra- uh, skepticism train, Chris. Thank you. 
Shout out to HelloFresh. If you, too, want a promo code so you can get $90 off your first meal, you holler at me in my DMs at the Real C Platt, and we will make that happen because, you know, we get money back, too, when we give you all our promo code. So it's a it's a mutually beneficial <laughs> situation, and you get some good-ass food, too. But, yes, if you Mellon Farmers tried my goddamn turkey burgers, yes, I don't give a fuck. I will put my turkey burger up against any goddamn beef burger out there in the world. And I will hold my own. I will hold my own. I will hold my own. That's how good them shits are. Wow. On the Foreman Order Grill, it don't matter. I keeps it trill. You taste my turkey burger, you're going to cry bloody murder. You're going to love that shit. You're going to think, cow? What the fuck is a cow? Ooh, bitch, I'm a cow. Me out. No. Yes, I'm going to go a burger made from turkey. Sounds like a cat burger. No, I don't know. Mm Mm-hmm. Wow. Wow, wow. Okay. No, I'm like, you know, good on you. (sighs) Okay. (laughs) Shit. What else we got here? (laughs) You know, I still get a taste for beef burgers, but that's because nobody else does a turkey burger better than me. Better than if turkey burgers. Try to make it better than turkey burgers. No, come yeah. on, no, you I don't. Do if your turkey burgers were so great, you wouldn't get a taste for beef burgers. Let's not even start. Maybe I just don't feel like cooking, you son of a bitch. And I'll then why don't you go out and have a fish fillet then or something? Who the fuck eats From fish where? fillet? <laughs> Where the fuck else do you get? Yeah, that's a fillet fish. That's a fillet fish. I said a fish fillet. Uh, whatever. I don't just say, uh, like, what are you getting? Uh, a boxed fish fillet? Like, that's uh, the gorgeous fisherman. Who the fuck eats that shit? Uh, yeah, no. I forgot. Y'all are bachelors. My bad. Y'all probably do eat. Got like boxes of Gordon's fish sticks in y'all Give freezers right now. Give me that right fillet fish. I want my fish. <laughs> I don't mind seafood. I like a good salmon. I, tilapia is all right to a degree, but like, yeah, it's not, not like the pre-breaded fucking Gordon's fisherman TV dinner. Fucking. Ugh, so y'all for shit. Y'all ugh. know, y'all know I'm eating fresh fish, right? We've talked about this before, so let's not you live in Wisconsin. There. Of course you are. Yeah. I mean, I got, I'm, I'm not <laughs> I'm not taking cooking advice from a metal farmer that scrambles his eggs in the microwave. <laughs> I don't. I like no, no, no. See, you no, make it seem like I climb into my microwave and scramble my eggs, right? That's what you just said. That's what you just fucking said. <laughs> like I have this. Like I'm, I'm six foot one ninety, and I have this giant microwave, and I just jump in there, and I'm like, ooh, it's time for breakfast, scramby, scramby, eggs, baby, in my giant microwave. No, you that's don't not. Really, honey, I shrunk the kids just to scramble your eggs. That's no, not what you do. You know what? <laughs> Fuck you, Platt. That's bullshit. I'm calling bullshit on your turkey ass. Okay. You know what? Go fucking hunt some turkeys down. Fucking take their meat and make a burger for yourself. Cause I ain't fucking eating it. Okay. Give me some goddamn beef. Go shoot a cow, bitch. Since you want me to go hunt turkeys. He's in shit. Wisconsin. He lives next to a fucking cow. I just, don't threaten him. You don't have They're to there. shoot him. You don't have to shoot him. You just tip him over. It's a lot cleaner. <laughs> a lot cleaner. He's not on the East Coast like we are. He's got cows aplenty. <laughs> There's actually, honestly, I'll be honest with you. You know what we see in almost every single golf course right now is turkeys. Like, I could, ju- I could send you loads of turkeys. There's there's so many goddamn turkeys up here. 
So if you pegged one mid-drive, would you just, like, UPS that shit to Chris? And just, like, turn this into a burger? It's funny, you know, I would never intentionally try to hit a wild animal with my golf ball. Never, ever. Sure. But we've always played it. But if you hit a birdie, it's a birdie. (laughs) Yeah. Is that actually a, a joke you guys have within your group that you usually play with? Well, we went out last Saturday and someone said, look at all the geese out there. And I said, well, if you hit a birdie, it's a birdie. That's fantastic. All I ask is don't shoot it with an automatic weapon because then I got to pull out bullet shrapnel throughout the turkey's carcass. But, yeah, if you feel like shooting a turkey and sending it in my way, I'm here for it. If you're going to clean it and defeather it and all that shit, yeah, I'm here for it. Just no. not an automatic. I don't need bullet shrapnel in my t- burgers, okay? We'll do a nice uh, shotgun so you got a whole bunch of BBs in there. And I thought your drive was pretty strong. Like, you know, you, you could always knock it the fuck out if a golf ball hit it, right? The part four? No, I you know I don't I don't swing I don't try to hit the animals on the golf course. I didn't say you were aiming. I'm just saying if Randy Johnson wasn't aiming for the pigeon or oh that was crazy, wasn't it? Man, I wonder. But that's my point. So if you no that golf ball is no that it's not like you're hitting it as the ball. It's not like you hit the golf ball and immediately hits the bird. If you hit it on the way down, it's not going nearly as fast as as it leaves the golf club. You know. Okay, then shoot from the girls' tee. It's okay. You'll have more velocity. Don't worry. That's what she said. Pot is was a parody contest in podcast, and we do not condone <laughs> the murdering of animals on golf course. So, Peter, no, leave us the fuck alone. No, I said I never. Yeah. No. And, and, this is all hypothetical conversation yeah. here. That's These all. are all hypothetical conversations, yeah. and we do not condone the murdering yeah. of animals whatsoever. But geese killed Shout by golf Peter. ball are the best. So let's finish up the show here. <laughs> I'm just kidding. I, I, I don't think I've ever. Have you ever had a Christmas goose? Who does that anymore? No one eats a goose anymore. Have you ever had goose? I've never had goose. British people? I don't know. Yeah, I've what? never had goose. Oh, and that's man. weird because I've had squirrel, but I've never had goose. So is that the most exotic thing you've ever had? What's the most exotic thing you've ever had? We'll close the show on that. Rattlesnake. Okay. Caribou. I've had snake and emu and bison. Bison was fucking excellent. So we'll oh, bison, bison is delicious. But I don't yeah, consider bison, bison exotic because so you can get that whole thing. Can we meet in the middle? Yeah, can we meet in the middle? Or venison. I don't, I don't, I don't. Correct. No. Like really? Oh, yeah. venison's excellent, Chris. No, no it's excellent, but it's not exotic. No, yeah, yeah I got you. Exotic. I got you. Mm, so yeah. maybe between turkey and beef, we meet in the middle with bison or venison? Bison's good. Like, like you know. Isn't bison just a boy cow? It's the ostrich? same thing. Have you ever had? I know. I was trying to get you there. How oh, about that's ostrich? A bull is a boy cow. Bison's in the family. Though. It's a buffalo. Yeah. Yeah. About about uh, have you ever had a bison wing? That's a joke. Buff- yeah. Buffalo wing? No. Should we just call it? We're kind of going down. Yeah, we should. I think okay. we should. All right. <laughs> Fair. Whatever. I'm all good with that. I guess you got an appointment, Andrew, don't you? I butt chug salt water all the time. Sorry, I had hey, to. Hey, hey, but what don't I butt chug? Blue cheese. Bring that one up, too. No, you can't really butt chug I mean, You got to clean yourself you know, out, man, before you nice, get... Don't work. That's the whole thing. You got the salt water to clean yourself out because you don't butt chug the blue cheese. There yeah, we go. you got to clean Clogs yourself you up before you get paid. Yeah, that'll gum up the no, works, eh? They won't with of course, man. Gum I mean, up the works. You no, know, that's exactly how I have to get no, that I, I, I don't know. 
Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> you sounded like an expert on it. That's all I'm saying. So blue cheese is out every once in a while. You treat yourself to like a ranch or a French vinaigrette. You you sounded like the fluffer on a porn shoot where you'd be like, bro, you gotta clean yourself out with a nice with a nice salt water enema. It's gonna be fantastic. That's why when she pegs you, it's just gonna be great. It's gonna go right in. You're not gonna feel anything. It's like that's you, Chris. That's right there. You're you're, wow. you're the fluffer. Wow. <laughs> There's no clip of me saying I butt chuck salt it's water. Mine, I'm not buddy. saying you're the fluffer. I'm... There will be now. There will dress. be now. You just said those words in a row at one thirteen something, and now that I have that in my head, there could be. There very well could be. I mean, you got to be careful what the fuck you say. You know better than that. Come on, man. Y'all can't play me like that. I got to go back to the black community, man. (laughs) (laughs) Just remember, Chris, you're the fluffer, not the nutter. That's how Uh, that one works. It's okay. You can know things and not do it yourself. All right, fluffer, take us home. Hey man, Mr. Uh, butt Chugger man, let the good <laughs> Mr. man. There's a fucking title. The Butt Chugger man. I like that. I'm like, oh yeah, the Butt Chugger man. Yeah, dig it, chug it. <laughs> yeah, whatever. Anyway, uh, follow me on Twitter at IWC War Chief. You know, I, I don't think that Twitter is a good venue to post any kind of videos of me butt chugging salt water no. or not butt chugging blue cheese. But, but Twitch is now if you do it in a hot tub. Fans, you hey, never know. No, we could but have it, an interesting topic yeah, here. No, if you go no to Twitch, fans. no, if you go to Twitch, you can do it in a hot tub. Apparently, no. Oh, you're right. I could. You're Shit, welcome. I need to open a Twitch. So look forward to that at some point. But in while you're looking forward to that, just go to thechairshot.com for articles you know pg maybe pg 13 content on coverage and opinions and all that other fun stuff for wrestling and things adjacent to that but uh chris how about you buddy you you open in an only fans patreon yeah it's just amber's Twitch. feet <laughs> I, I was about to say man yeah we can do a feet only fans between amber and i y'all think we can uh make a little bit of paper off of that just showing feet and maybe like reading shakespeare or the bible or something it'll, it'll be, it'll be foot like money to- though Hear ye, hear ye. You go spend that foot money. Spend that foot money. You do a TikTok with your feet and just like an inspirational quote. That's what it is. That, that'll that get you a lot of fans. Don't you worry. I'm 40, man. I don't know shit about TikTok, but you all can find me on Twitter. <laughs> <laughs> but you all can find me on Twitter at the real C Platt. I'm all over the chairshot.com. Y'all already know. Three Man Weave is coming out on Friday this week. It's going to be the last Friday. We're going back to Wednesdays, or we're going to Wednesdays. And, yeah, just just, just fuck with everything associated with the chair shot. Make sure, especially, y'all go to ProWrestlingTees.com forward slash the chair shot and pick up an official chair shot T-shirt. You put in the promo code MEMORIAL, you're going to get 20% off, and you're going to be supporting your favorite website for news, reviews, opinion, and analysis with attitude. TheChairShot.com, folks. Remember, we're not just a website. We're a movement. Commissioner, what you got going on, and where can they find you? Well, I got a whole bunch of stuff going on. You can find me Mondays and Friday mornings on ChairShot Radio. Three Man Weave indeed is back Wednesday evenings. Right here, Pod is more Thursday evenings. And you know DWI with that trivia trickster. The junior balls, if you will. AJ Belaz <laughs> and the one and only Illuminati, potential Illuminati member DP. We're doing that on Sundays or on Saturdays. But Bandwagon Nerds, Outsider's Edge, uh, Babyface Heel, all the talent we have, writers, podcasters, everything Chair Shot, 
Everything Chair Shot Radio Network. Check it out. My name is Pizza Funny, and you can find me at PC Tunny. <laughs> Pizza Funny is still funny to me, but not really. I can't put that shit over. Fuck it. I hope y'all had a great <laughs> time this episode. We didn't talk about shit, but I hope y'all enjoyed it. We had fun doing it. Have a happy and safe holiday. Enjoy yourselves. Go get some ribs. Go get some barbecue. Go get you a turkey burger. Go get you some ostrich, apparently, according to PC Tunny. Throw that bitch on the grill. Whatever. Just just have a good time, man. Fellowship with your family, your friends, and enjoy this life because it really is precious. For the Commissioner PC Tunney, for Andrew Snowflake Balls Balazs, I am Mr. Velvet Pipes, Christopher Platt. Thank you all for tuning in to the latest edition of Pot is War. We'll see you back here next week. Same Platt time, same Platt channel. Until then, Shalom. Is it okay to say hit it, Carly? Hit it, Carly. Chairshot.com. Always use your head. Bet MGM has an unreal deal for sports fans in Virginia. Turn $5 into $150 instantly when you place your first wager at Bet MGM. Simply download the Bet MGM app and sign up using code CHAMPION150. Then, Place a $5 wager on any sport. You'll receive $150 in bonus bets, regardless of your wager's outcome. And if you think the fun stops there, the king of sportsbooks has plenty of surprises in store. Check out daily promotions, same game parlays, live bets, and so much more. Download the app in Virginia today and get $150 in bonus bets instantly from your first wager. Only at BetMGM. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C.